Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so fantastic to have you. In today's session, do you sometimes find you can't stop ruminating about a past moment or worrying about a future event? Do you get caught up in that loop of anxiety, of your thoughts going round and round and don't know what to do? In today's session, we're going to build on the ETA strategy. We're going to describe it in more detail so that we can become less attached to our thoughts so that it can help us out of that loop of anxiety, so we can enjoy more of life. Let's walk. out and walking or moving as we are able, feeling our feet on the ground, standing tall, feeling our belly rise and our belly fall. This is how we start our last 8% morning routine. If you're new to this, we integrate three things, movement in the form of walking, although people do different things. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises. So right now we're being mindful of our body as we're walking, as we feel our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall. And that's all part of our BIG structure. We make our bed, that's one of the Bs. We follow our belly and body, that's the other Bs. We choose one of idea of the day or identity, strengthening our identity. And then we choose one of the G's, goals or gratitude. And so we start by just paying attention. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally, non-reactively. It's a muscle, just like going to the gym. And especially today, when we get to the idea of the day, it'll make that much more sense. Mindfulness is not trying to calm our mind, relax. No, we're building a muscle so we can be in wiser relationship to our experience. So we're just paying attention right now. We're being curious. We're feeling our body as it's moving. Feel your hands and your wrists. Feel how they move in the air as you walk. Feel the arms now on both sides, all the way up to the shoulder. What do you feel in your arms? Now feel your legs from your ankles right up, your lower legs up to your knee, now your upper legs. Now feel your torso, the front of your upper torso, 
just paying attention. If you're new, we're just paying attention to whatever sensations are present. We might sense a pleasant to neutral to unpleasant. That's one of the barometers we use. You might sense a calm to neutral to not calm or worked up might be another word. And again, that's the second barometer. So pleasant to unpleasant, calm to not calm. So we're just scanning our body, not trying to change anything. We're not trying to become relaxed. We're just trying to be more present with what is. Which over time you will see becomes transformative just by bringing attention. Now feel the back of your upper torso. I feel a lot of neutral today. What are you experiencing? Now feel your neck and your head. Same thing. Just scan. We're just curious. We're students of human behavior. Why do we do this? We do this because if we get more present with what is, not lost in the story that often comes after our experience. So over time, as we practice, you'll start to see that there's our sensations, our experience, and then we have a story that quickly follows after it, that voice in our head that tells a story about our experience. And the more we practice, the more we see that there's a difference between our experience and the story or the voice in our head that comes after that follows. And it's in that gap where so much freedom is found. But we do this because this is the basis for building emotional intelligence. We can manage our emotions. Then we can have more courage and confidence to walk into any difficult situation, difficult conversation, challenging decision we need to make. What we call last 8% situations, decisions or conversations. So as we continue to walk, feel your body tall. Now feel from head to toe. And now moving from mindfulness of belly and body to mindfulness of listening and thinking. Remember, thinking's not a bad thing. We just want to be doing it when we're doing it, not lost in some thought or some story about the past or future. So we're going to move to our idea of the day. And it's finding that part of ETA, and especially the T part of ETA today, that's going to help us disidentify from the voice in our head. What we call moving from my to the. And that might sound like complete Greek to you. And if it does, no worries. Just stay with me. It's great to be here with you this morning. So it's easy to get caught up in the loop of, loop of anxiety. And we talked about this a lot in the Anxiety Week sessions. If you haven't listened to that, maybe not right now, you should continue to listen to this, but go back because there's a lot more detail. But essentially the anxiety loop goes something like this. Our 
Our brain picks up body sensations first. It uses a label, which is the emotions. Like emotions are the label that our brain uses as it feels sensations come in. Now, sensations are quick, but they're ambiguous. And so our brain is trying to make a prediction of these sensations because it's trying to protect our brain, trying to help us thrive and flourish. And so sensations come in, it uses a label, an emotional label, and it's either good, you know, kind of positive or negative. And so then it can drive our behavior from this. And it compares these sensations to our our experience template, all the things that have happened before to us. But there's a lot of prediction error because it's moving very fast to try to protect us. And so because there's prediction error and because that voice in our head now picks up on all of this and starts to concoct a story, which then causes our body to spit up more cortisol and we go into this loop and we get really tight in this loop. And again, this is all part of the anxiety week sessions. Go back and there's more detail. But mindfulness practice is what helps us see the space between us and our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. And there are three specific ways that I want to point out today that can help us. Number one, we want to see these thoughts, this voice in our head as a river. And again, if you're new to mindfulness, this is going to be a little bit more difficult to understand, but just stay with it. And and over time, this might make sense. You might want to come back to this after you practice a bunch of last 8% mornings or any mindfulness practice. But one way to help us disidentify is to see our the physical sensations, our emotions, or that voice in our head as a passing show, a river moving by us. It's like a sine wave. It comes, rises, and recedes, goes, comes and goes again and again. And it helps if we can recognize that we've seen this show before. We've seen this river before. And we were able to endure it before, and we will be able to endure it again. And even that helps us, again, just create a space between us and that voice in our head. And over time, with our mindfulness practice, you'll notice your mind wanders. And it wanders so much. But over time, we start to see that our mind is always running, producing a continuous stream of thoughts and judgments and stories like a relentless, ever-changing river. The mind, you know, our mind, almost never shuts up. It's a stream of fantasy about the future or idle daydreaming, a memory about the past or some social comparison. And again, if we just are curious and are students of human behavior, we start to see that it is never-ending and that it's our attachment to these thoughts that keep us hooked to them and keeps us in that loop. And so we, need, we want to see it as a river. It also helps when we can see that we're not the only ones who are experiencing this continuous river of thoughts. All humans experience the same rush of strong thoughts and emotions, physical sensations. It's not just us. It, like, trust me on this, with all of our coaching, all of our work. I, I mean, and, and this is not to brag, but I've worked with, you know, MBA coaches of the year and 
famous people and and they have the same voice in their head that at times is full of doubt that questions them just like we do and that can be so freeing to know that it's not just us it is part of the human experience and again this is what helps us see that it's not my experience it's the experience So that moves us to the second part. So number one, see it as a river. Number two, we want to use language that can help us act as a witness. So we want to be a witness, and we want to use language that helps us act as a witness. So just as we're walking, stand tall, feel your feet on the ground, take a breath in, feeling your belly rise and fall. Feel grateful for being here. And let's act as a witness. Let's think of language. So... It helps to be mindful of the language we use to explain our experience. This is especially where we have to watch the my and the the. So instead of seeing as my physical sensations, my emotions, or my thoughts, can we see it as the physical sensations, the emotions, the voice in our head? Right? Part of ETA, E is the explorer. Physical sensations, emotions, and thoughts. And so the T is, part of the T is the. As opposed to my, can we see it as the. Physical sensations, emotions, and thoughts. Can we even see it, and again, it helps to use language that's just, as opposed to my worry, my planning, my thinking, although we don't necessarily say my, but can we just see it as worrying, planning, thinking and so on again it's subtle but just this little bit of language alteration helps us disidentify with our thoughts helps us see it as a river so number one the river number two act as a witness use language that helps you move from my to the and then finally be careful in comparing yourself to others i mean i do it we all do it but Sometimes when we are stuck in self-identifying, it is because the voice in our head is so involved in thinking about how we're doing, how we're looking, how we're performing, how we're comparing to others. And we even hear our, our voice say, oh, it's just me. Others don't struggle. I struggle. I'm the only one stuck like this. No, trust me, you're not. And as soon as you can see that it's our self-reference that can really have an effect on this loop, we can, again, just start to disidentify. This is a hard one, though. And if you struggle with this, just know you're not alone, really. And just keep playing with it and come back to this session. Come back to this session and listen to it again and again, maybe every month, because over time, the more you practice mindfulness the more you will see this space between us and our thoughts. So as we're continuing to move, feeling our feet on the ground, belly rise and fall, let's move to goals. What do you want to get done today? What are three big rocks for you today that you're like, okay, this is what I want to focus on. Right now, take this moment and just in your mind's eye, what do you want to focus on? What project, what relationship do you want to build? 
can you set aside a timer on your phone for 30 minutes or 45 minutes? Not longer than that, by the way, because that's about the extent of our ability to pay attention at any one time for that long a period. But can you set it and say, okay, I'm going to get this done first and foremost. Wonderful. So now we're going to bring this energy into the day more in control, more in charge, more confident, more courageous to take on the challenging situations, the last 8% situations we face. You are doing, we are doing good work here. And this is going to help us be our best selves in more of our moments. Have a wonderful day.